I'm Ashley. I'm Valencia. And we're self-misguided. And I'm traumatized. (laughs) (laughs) I'm over here trauma dumping on both of them. Just like slipping it into casual conversation. Like it's totally fine. Well. (laughs) Anyway, I feel like we got you back by giving you statistics on when people average get their periods now. Yeah. I was like shocked. That is shocking. (laughs) No, it's, it's so crazy to me because, like, I have, like, a lot of friends who, like, got theirs really early, like, even earlier than that. And it's, like, so insane to me because I didn't grow up until I was, like, a teenager. I did none of that. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, wait till you figure out when I grew boobs. <laughs> uh, this is surprisingly on topic, but don't worry, this whole podcast is not about to be about our periods. <laughs> Um, and sorry, Alan and Ryan, it's also not about our boobs. (laughs) Today we're going to be discussing our health journeys and we're going to break it down like a few times in our lives. We're going to talk about some positives from it. A lot, I feel like there's going to be a lot of negatives. We talk about where we're at today, where we want to be tomorrow. And... I'm sure my jaw is going to be on the floor hearing half the things you say to me, Valencia, (laughs) (laughs) and vice versa, because this is not something we've gone a ton, like, I mean, we've gone on health journeys together, we did 75 hard together, we work out together, but we've never really talked about our past too terribly much. Yeah. I'm hoping to learn some things during this, like from you, like maybe you won't learn anything from me. I am not a teacher. (laughs) I follow everything you do, even when we're walking in the parking lot, <laughs> and I drove, and you're like, it's this way, and I'm like, all right. So we were at Sam's day, and we're leaving, and I started to walk to where we normally park, and she's like, oh, okay. And I'm I, like, and I literally am like, I'm like, happy, and I was like, this isn't where you park. She goes, yeah, I know. I'm like, why are you following me? <laughs> I'm literally, I could see the truck, but I'm like, we're going to go this way. <laughs> she's like, blind, bl- your blind faith in me is unnerving at best. <laughs> So we're going to start with this, Not we're not going to read the article, but I found this article published in 2021 on LinkedIn by QuickFresh. It's five questions to ask yourself when setting health goals. So we're going to run through the five questions. It's like a good way to kick this off. So what is your current state of health? Some things to consider are exercise tolerance, hours you sleep each night, number of bowel movements per week. <laughs> Cups of low to no calorie food fluid you consume each day, and how many al- alcoholic drinks you consume each week. Now you don't have to answer all of those, but like just keep, that's like kind of the general baseline of this question is what it's saying. So, what is your current state of health? I feel like it's I don't want to say average because like I don't know what average is, but I feel like I don't make too many bad decisions when it comes to like my health. Like I feel like I'm trying to be intentional, like trying to get so much exercise in. Let's look that up. I did just come off of, like, 75 hard. I didn't finish it, obviously, but... So, from that, I was doing, like, the two workouts a day and a gallon of water each day. And that just seemed like a lot for me right now. So, I feel like I'm just, like... I do drink a lot of water still. Something I never used to do. I used to be, like, full Dr. Pepper all the way. <laughs> and now I'm, like, I'm actually really thirsty. So, once you get used to drinking that much water, you, like... You want to chug it all the time. I I can always notice when I'm not drinking water in my skin. I'm trying to find what the average, like, people... Okay, so... 
The average American works out for 7.6 hours each week, just over an hour each day. Sounds like a lot. You like 30 well, minutes a day, maybe. Well, you have to think, like, I wonder if that's, like, talking about... There's a lot, is that like, like an me, intentional workout, or I is that like throughout the whole day that you're being active? So I'm like, I feel like 30 to 40 minutes is a pretty good goal to achieve like every this day. This is the like, this is the most recent I found. It was like four years ago, so pre-COVID, like literally the year before COVID. So I feel like that number's probably gone up because I feel like a ton, and I may be wrong. This is obviously just like a mental assumption. Maybe people are spending more time, but that I don't think that's an hour a week. It's like I think you're. I think you do more than day. an hour a day, seven hours a week. Yeah, I think you're about like so. Yeah, you're about average. I think I am. I mean, too. I don't like see, but like when I think of that, I don't sit there and work out for like an hour straight. Is that for like the whole day's activities? I don't know, Maybe but you also don't have. You're not a, like you're not like you're more active generally yeah. than. Yeah, I don't sit at a desk or like any of that. Like I feel like I'm. Pretty consistently moving throughout the day because I've got the kids plus the baby, so yeah, I'm cleaning the house and the dog. <laughs> of all of the states they surveyed, Iowa was the most avid gym goer. Hmm, <laughs> that's weird. Well, anyway, there's something else to do there probably. <laughs> like, what is Not our husband trying to move us there. <laughs> For real, they've got corn cornfields, right? Yeah. I would I would say I'm about average too. Um, I definitely get more sleep than the most new mom. Like you definitely get more sleep than I do. Yeah, because if I'm getting in bed at ten thirty, that's a miracle. That's where you're wrong. See, that's your first problem. I know. I feel like having trouble going to sleep this past week. So it's really funny we're talking about this. I consume a lot of no calorie fluids, but I'm sure they mean water. <laughs> And this week I've definitely consumed more caffeine than I have water. Oh, I don't know. I've consumed a lot of liquid death flavored water this week, so I take that back. I still want to try that. I don't have the water right now. I have the armless Palmer. <laughs> so good. Yeah, I've had a lot of caffeine this week. Lots of lots of soda this week too. I haven't even had a lot of soda. I've had I get a lot to blame of coffee. Alan for everything during his week off, so you might as well just take advantage of yep. it. I definitely had a lot of coffee because it's pumpkin coffee season. What would you like to be able to do but cannot because of your health? Mm, like, like physical activity? If, for example, if you become tired fast and are therefore unable to go on long hikes, long hikes in your favorite park, then increasing your exercise. So, like, it's kind of like that. So, is there anything you feel like your health limits you on? I don't think so. Like, I, I'm always like. If we go to the park, I'm always playing. Like, I would love to go on hikes and stuff. So, I don't feel like I... I don't think so. Though I get winded going up and down my stairs. <laughs> I could work out for 45 minutes, but going up and down the stairs... That's because your cardio health is. Yeah. <laughs> I upped my weights to, like, 25s. That's not cardio. <laughs> um, that's, like, my thing is I just want to be able to run longer. That's, like, definitely the goal that I, like... And I can, I can see an improvement, don't get me wrong, but it's the thing that... Really, like, I want to be able to run longer without being winded and stuff like that. I do want to be a runner, but my legs hurt. Like, my knees and my shins hurt every time. No matter how much I do it, I was doing Well, it's those... not about you. It's, like, probably stretching or aftercare. You need to, like, research. All right. I probably won't, but all right. I know you won't. I'm going to research it and tell you <laughs> what to do. I've always wanted to do one of those, like, you know, like the turkey trots Yeah, I, that's my goal is to do at least one of those this year. They do, the one I would have to, like, put at the top of my list is the run through the lights at the, 
lights in Carthage at the college. They do a 5K through the lights. And, like, a lot of people just, just go and go walk and push and the... Yeah. A lot of people just go and walk and push strollers and stuff like that. So it's, like, a walk slash run. Yeah. But I'd love to do that one this year. That would be cool. When do we See, but then I... I mean, and that's at the beginning of, of December. Like, running plus the cold. Like, that makes them want to die. I know. I feel like running in the cold is harder because of the... Like, the air temperature. Yeah, like, hurts your lungs. Like, physically... It, it does it hurt our lungs or are we just out of shape? Is this the thing? Is this the answer? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I can't remember the last time I had a run in the cold. <laughs> Do you have a timeline on when you want to accomplish your health goals? I feel like the more I try to set, like, a timeline, the least I, like, gain towards that. Like, I feel like if I set a goal and I, I have, like, less of a chance of reaching it because it's, like, too much pressure on myself. And then whenever I don't reach it by that goal. You I, just give up. Yeah. And I get, like. I don't want to say depressed, but I, like, get so, uh, I don't know the word, but, it, like, defeated. Yeah. And, like, I, I think I just put too much pressure on myself, and then I, I fail, and then I don't believe in myself, so. I don't I, know. I think for me, I used to be someone who's like, I want to do this by this time, but any more, any of, like, the health goals I set, those kind of things, are really just, like, full lifestyle changes, like, so there's no end date. Like this is who I want to be going forward. I want to like just be overall better. And like we're reaching a point in our young adulthood to where I think it's like a little over 30. It's going to take exponentially more work to like get where we need to be. So just like getting into this now and just making it a lifelong thing. Yeah. So it's hard. To, like there's no timelines. There's no end date. Yeah. What obstacles... Do you feel stand in your way of achieving your health goals? <sighs> so, honestly, right now, I wish I could... Not me complaining about your phone vibrating and <laughs> knocking over my lip gloss. I wish I could be someone that could go to the gym. Mm -hmm. And I can't. Childcare. Well, yeah, childcare. Like, if Alan was home, like he was, I honestly didn't take advantage of the fact of when he was home. If he was home, I could do that. But since he's not, it's much harder to do. I feel like, so this week was so bad for me because we had your kickback. I'll never quit calling. <laughs> Thank you, Alan. Thank you so much for giving us this. And then Ryan closed two nights and then another night plan. So I literally had one night this week. I was able to go to the gym. Yeah. But looking at Danielle over here, my little gym buddy, Ryan opens for the next three weeks so we can go to the gym. Okay. Whenever. I know. It, How convenient. It's the next three weeks. <laughs> oh, I did not even think of that. Maybe Kevin secretly listens to our podcast, and he was like, well, Val might need help since Alan's gone, so here you go, Ryan, you just open. That's nice. Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> you said Kevin, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just funny, because, like, Danielle knows who it is. Oh. Because, like, we used to work with him. But that's, like, I, like, definitely feels like that is, like, my thing. And, like, I get really torn, because I like to work out at night, like, after we put the baby to bed. Like, I don't like to work out first thing in the morning, but I also like to go to bed early, and so sometimes I end up at peak gym hours. Oh, yeah. And, but now that I have two gym memberships, I'll literally drive by both. When I do my, when I do, like, at-home workouts, I like to do it in the morning, but it, going to the gym with you at night is, like, I love it. I, like, I, I do enjoy working out in the morning because I feel like it wakes me up, but it's just so much harder for me to do, like, just mentally, and... I like working out at night because then I can shower and go to bed and don't have to deal with my consequences until the morning. 
See, I feel like if I have to do a workout in the evening, I'll dread it all day. Even though I'll, like, really enjoy the workout, I'll dread having to make the time for it. Well, see, I think I look forward to workouts. And it started back... I look back, forward to workouts with you. And it started back when I did CrossFit and, like, Functional Fit. That's, like, where that came from. Because that's really when I started saying, oh, I am an evening workout person. Mm. Now, I love to be able to do both. Because I really like to be able to do, like, a really low-intensity yoga. Oh, low intensity. Dan and I did yoga last week and we were like, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, like 10 minutes in. Not even 10. No, we made it 15. Oh yeah, 5 minutes. Know, so we made it 15 minutes for the 20 minute yoga session. But uh, that girl was not playing with us. Oh, <laughs> I don't like yoga. Ugh. I find it hard to like silence my mind. So I like I like try to like do like the 15 minutes just to help with that. But I like to do like a lower and like a higher intensity workout. I really like to, I hate doing cardio and weights at the same time. So I like to like be able to separate them into two workouts. I like doing them at the same time. That's funny. That's weird. Which we never like did cardio the- when we went to the gym. We always did 45 minutes of weights. Yep. Because I always did I hate cardio. doing cardio alone. Like if I do a cardio with weights, I'm not like thinking just how much I'm dying. You have to, like, focus on what you're doing. So one thing I implemented this past week, because I have, like, the treadmill at home, the, like, flat one. Mm-hmm. Um, so Lauren Bostick from the Skinny Confidential. Like, I, I want a tally. I need a tally so when we post, like, our episode, we can have, like, the Skinny Confidential mention tally. <laughs> I'll have to go back and figure that out. She did a solo episode, and she said that her trainer has, like, trained himself to do cardio. Or, like, she was talking about time management. And mm-hmm. so for her, she doesn't have time to, like, browse on social media because she has all these other things blah 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 that's not the point of what I'm saying here her trainer like she picked this up from her trainer he only watches TikTok when he's on the Stairmaster like that's how it's like kind of his like it's the habit stack right something you want to do with something you're dreading doing it's like it's called a habit stack um I would fall off so I wanted to do a long cardio session at the gym the other day and I just didn't want to do it because I'm like at the gym I need to do weights but I've done so many weights I really need to get some cardio in so I was like well you know what I haven't I've literally not had time to watch TikTok all week so I'll do I could only watch TikTok this whole week at this point so that's that's when you got like 37 TikToks for me too <laughs> they were funny yeah. my TikTok was on point that night too so I watched TikTok for 45 minutes and did I was like I was at like a 3.2 like a slight like a slight fast walk at like a 10 incline. It was, I was soaked in sweat when I was done. It was fantastic. It's going to make me feel so guilty every night when I lay in bed for 45 minutes watching TikTok. Yeah, that's like, you need to find something. So I can read and walk on the treadmill. And that was one thing I used to always do is like, this is how I'm going to read my book or that kind of yeah. thing. You need to find some way to like associate them. Hmm. I'll think like on something that. something to do with that. That's yeah. Smart. Or, like, maybe it's not even, like, I'm... Because, like, you usually watch Chase and stuff like that. When Alan's home. I yeah. Do. Maybe it's so... It's not so much as, like... Because it's harder for you to do it while you're doing cardio because you're usually having to watch the kids. So maybe you do something, like, if I do 45 minutes of cardio, I can have 45 minutes of this. Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to think on that. I like it. You can only watch TV at night if you did cardio during the day. Otherwise, you have to fall asleep without it. But... But yeah. How? <laughs> <That>. <laughs> okay, I'm so sorry. We lost track. <laughs> Love this for us. What are some resources that may help you achieve your goals? A second husband? A nanny? A nanny? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I really like open our own gym. I yeah, attached to our house. My goal is really to get my garage gym built. 
like within the next year, which my like hey, you can put my mix bike in there. We were oh perfect. We were gonna do we were gonna take the rest of the stuff this weekend, and my dad wasn't able to. So that's like that's my biggest thing is the where do you need to take it to the dump? I just I need to just get Alan. I just need to use Alan's truck. He leaves tomorrow. No, he leaves on Monday morning. We only have a, but they're, a they short were only, window they're, of time. But they're, they're closed until Monday now. Oh, okay. Well. So we'll have to do it next time he's home if my yeah. dad and we don't get a chance to do it before then. Um, but that and then we we have some stuff that his brother's going to take and then the couch and love seat that, I don't know, Ryan wants to sell it, which is fine. I mean, it's fine if we leave it in there because that could also be like a great addition to the gym. Yeah, we're like, like a place to relax, yeah. But, and then like, Getting like, cause really, I ha- we have to buy like almost everything for it. So, looking for that. That's really what I want. Is like I want like a garage gym, but I I don't want like a not that there's anything wrong with just having a few dumbbells, and that's obviously yeah. where I'm gonna start. But I I eventually want to get to like the rat like the squat rack and the pull up bar and the like bar. I want to get one of the like have like the crescent moon treadmills that are like not electric you have to run to get the yes. going faster. I want one of those so bad. That sounds cool. So, and then I want a rower like I have a wish list. I think if I built everything new from Rogue Fitness and got everything from there, it's like I can't remember if it's like $7,000, but their mats for the floor was like two of that. And you can like at the, so if I I could very easily find stuff to use for way less. Oh, so yeah. It's definitely on our list of like that's like such a priority for us, and that's one of I the resources. <laughs> well, if if I build it here, the kids can always come over, and we can just use the Alexa as the monitor because like the yeah. Alexa home links with my cameras, and they can hang out in the living room. We can hear them, and they or they can play right there in the on the driveway and stuff. Just block the end. I'm so excited. Yeah, and that I think that's just like it's a fun. We're the built-in childcare still, and we could even get like the kids sets, and they could do it with us. That my would kids would be... love that. They oh, love... yeah. They're like, we're ready to work out. And it's so cute. All right. So that was our warm-up. So, <laughs> I know. How long was that? 18 minutes oh. and 17 <laughs> seconds is where we're at. Um, so let's start, Valencia, with what was your high school like in terms of your health? Like, do, did you play sports? Were you athletic? Did you have, like, a healthy relationship with food? Did you have a healthy... We all know you didn't have a healthy environment, but did you have a healthy environment to support that? <laughs> so I was not one of those kids that liked sports. I didn't like, I didn't even like going to gym class. I did not like fitness whatsoever. And I also could eat anything I wanted and didn't gain a pound. Um, I don't know. I never really thought about it when I was younger, like relationships with food. We didn't talk about that like in my family we had hamburger helpers every night it was Mm -hmm. not like I love hamburger helper it was not like they were pushing veggies though I guess I do remember if we ever went out to eat I had to get a veggie like if we went to a buffet my first plate had to have a vegetable on it and the dumb part was we always went to like Chinese or something and so they always had broccoli and I hated broccoli I love love broccoli now I was like but I I hated broccoli and I always had to like eat it and it was gross but I never it's so funny because the, the like, shape I was in when I was even, like, 18 is what I wish I was now. But I'm but mad at myself. But you're not an 18-year-old, so you're never going to be an 18-year-old. But now. I'm more mad at my older self for thinking I was, like, fat or whatever. Like, I hated my body, but I'm like, you had a great body. Like, you had great, like, I ate well. 
and everything, and I did not treat my body right, like, with kindness. But that's so, that's so common, like, I, because, like, that's obviously something I, like, feel too, so... I, I didn't do, like, a ton of, like, school-sanctioned sports, but I like to run, and I did, like, dance and stuff like that. So I was, like, athletic, hiking, that kind of stuff as, like, a teenager. I didn't have, like, a bad relationship with food. I do remember my mom dieting a lot, and I, like, never really thought about that until, like, I got older. Um, my mom definitely, like, had, like, a negative self-image, and that's something I know, but it's not something that I feel like she really pushed on me now I will say something my mom and her friends were always like you're so skinny you're so lucky and I'm like 12 and I think that's like such like I know like they don't like in the moment they weren't thinking about it but like that's such a weird thing now when you think about like intentional parenting yep. like that's so weird to me like I, it's not something I'll ever let people say around to my children and stuff like that but I don't think people realize like parents realize what they say about themselves is so imprinted on their children because that's what I remember what my mom said about my mom like what she said about herself what other adult women said about themselves and I really internalized that um I did have a struggle with anorexia when I was a teenager and that was like my unhealthy relationship with food and that was definitely like a a social thing like my group of friends were all like group of friends it was two other people were Mm -hmm. also not eating and it started with one girl not doing it like it was literally like a peer pressure thing yeah is where that started but yeah we definitely had like good foods and bad foods so like oh that's not healthy so you have to eat all your dinner first and that kind of stuff and that's like something that I I remember so post high school pre-wedding I know for you that was like 37 seconds but (laughs) what was that journey one year what was that journey like for as far as your health? Was it just like completely on the back burner? Was it something you still thought about? It just, before I really started like my health journey, like after I had a kid, I never even thought of it like, like it was not a, like a health journey for me. So in the moment I was never, I never thought about like what I was eating, how much I never worked out. And I just, I just never had those thoughts or anything. Like I wasn't taught to really think about anything like that. So I really just... I lived life, honestly, like... That's that's what I did, and I remember when I was in that time eating whatever I wanted and doing whatever I wanted. Other, again, other adult women would tell me, oh, one day that's going to slow down, and that's all oh, going to yeah. be gone. And make, like, and now, like, now that that's obviously happened, I just, why would you make someone feel guilty Yeah, for enjoying that part? And I know why, like, I mean. But I kind of had the same thing pre like, before I married my first husband. So, after marriage, before babies, still not no real thought to any of that. Again, for you, that was like 20 seconds. For, sorry. After marriage, pre-babies. Yeah, that was like, technically, I, <laughs> we got married in September and I was pregnant. Well, technically, March, April. So, that was just, honestly, the same. Yeah, it was just wasn't, it never was a thought to me to, like, on how I cared about my body and how, like, what I ate and what I, physical activity. We did start going on, like, some hikes and stuff because we had, like, a dog. And so that was fun. But, like I said, I never, I never worked out. I never dieted. Never dieted. So. So, obviously, I don't have the same trajectory as you going through a divorce. So, my, in the first few years of my first marriage, I was, I wasn't paying too much attention to my health. I did have like a major health thing, gained a ton of weight because of like the treatments for that and 
that's when I started to pay attention, right? Because like, so I like joked at the beginning of this, wait till you figure out when I grew boobs. I was like an A cup until I was 20. Triple D's in six months. What? That's not fair. I didn't sign up for this life. I don't want it. Take them back. But that's like, I wasn't really thinking of it. Then that happened and I gained a bunch of weight. Um, and then like, I was kind of struggling on my own, figuring out what I needed to do, like how that kind of stuff. And I actually toward like the very end of my first marriage is when I found CrossFit and I actually did functional fit, which was more cardio based, uh, lighter weights, but still the kind of the same movements and things like that. And I did CrossFit for a year and the first four months I lost 60 pounds. It was insane, but it's, it was really the environment, the gym I joined cultivated. They like everyone there was so supportive, but so much beyond the workout, they were supportive and helping you figure out how you wanted to eat and like mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. So my life just like flipped. I went from not paying attention to like as much nutrition to like paying attention to my nutrition. And I felt like it was still in a really healthy way because I wasn't tracking like super heavily. I just obviously had to eat to fuel my body to do these really intense workouts. Like I had to change the way I ate. Otherwise I was not gonna have the energy to make it through the day. Yeah. So I had to eat more protein and I had to eat more fiber and I had to eat more vegetables and that all obviously all combined. And it was so supportive. It was like such a good environment pre COVID. Yeah. I quit after COVID because, and I, the original reason I quit doing CrossFit was because my work schedule got so demanding that I wasn't going yeah. But I feel like I was able to stay pretty on top of things. And I quit after Ryan and I got together is when I quit CrossFit. I was still pretty able to stay, like, decently on top of things. I never gained all of the weight back. I mean, I probably I gained a little bit of a back, but maybe 10 pounds pre-pregnancy. So. Yeah, yeah it's actually, it's, it's so crazy to me now that I know, like, how certain foods, like, fuel your body. And I think about, like, right before we got married and, like, right after, of course, like, how if I could have eaten a little differently, I wouldn't have been so, like, moody and, like, tired and, like, all that. Like, I could have been, like, enjoying each day, not waking up, like, ugh, you know. So, when I was pregnant, <laughs> I gained over 65 pounds. I really, like, I know I ate, I kind of just ate whatever I wanted. I was one of those people, like, everyone's like, you're eating for two, go ahead and enjoy it. You won't get to enjoy it. I did. Yeah. For sure. But I still don't know why I gained that much. I was never sick, which I don't like to blame it on that because that's not really why, but I did, I gained so much weight that even though I gained that weight after I had Jack, everyone's like, oh, you'll bounce back. You know, I heard that all, like I waited a year to bounce back. And so I finally got tired of it, of not bouncing back. And that's when I really decided to make some changes. But yeah, gaining 65 pounds in a like six month period is insane and after having a baby that was like super hard to be able to like realize I needed to do something because I was doing everything for him yeah so so throughout both your pregnancies you had I don't know what the condition is called but you had to start taking progesterone at what how, how 25 weeks 20 20 20 weeks like 20 22 so that was like obviously made your pregnancy higher risk yeah so that probably I mean like I'm not a doctor <laughs> so that probably had something to do with it but like what did it look like obviously you were eating for two like you were yeah. really like taking that in meeting all your cravings I don't think there's anything wrong with that like right. did, were you exercising throughout your pregnancy not, like with Jack. not at all I didn't I'd never worked out before with Jack or sorry with Charlotte I was 
So the thing about it, when I was pregnant with Jack, it's like your first baby. Like we go to this appointment and they're like, we need to check something. And then we go to another specialist and they're like, you have a short cervix. You are high risk for premature delivery. You could deliver from now, which is like 22 weeks whenever I got checked till whenever. And so when they tell you to take it easy, that oh, you're yeah. at high risk, I was like, okay. No, least, as you should. And so I really did. And then, so my gynecologist actually um, had a baby. So she went on maternity leave for most of my pregnancy. And so when she got back, obviously I was like way heavier and stuff like that. And she, I hate to say that she was like fat shaming me, but she was like not sympathetic whatsoever and didn't want to hear like about what I was going through mentally. Which is so hard because you were 20 at the time. Yeah. You were, you were a baby having a baby and you had no maternal figure to guide you. Yeah. So she literally put me on a diet. At like 30 something weeks, like 30, 30, 30 weeks maybe. And I followed it like to a T and it wasn't, it wasn't like super hard. It wasn't miserable. And I was still eating plenty and I was still gaining weight like oh, yeah. every single time I came in. And she was literally looking at me like, I'm not like, what, why are you doing this? Like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm doing exactly what you told me. And so that was really hard to go through just thinking like I'm doing something wrong, you know? So I want to touch on this, like, when we get to, like, the next part of this conversation. But, like, I feel like traditional medicine really ignores the role hormones play in weight loss and weight gain, especially in women, and especially in pregnant women. Yeah. And it's wild to me, obviously, because you – so the OBGYN you had in the middle of that was my OBGYN yeah, that I've had. Yeah, she was so sweet. And just, like, she is so different than all of that. Yeah, because she didn't say anything about my weight gain. I had it for at least, like, four months. Because and I really think that she just has this more new, not new world. She's really old. She's, like, very old, especially compared to OBG. She's, like, one of the oldest at her office, I believe. Yeah. But she has such, like, this natural, more like, okay, well, there are things, she, like, that's what she tells me all the time. There are things at play that aren't black and white, talking about hormones and this and that. Um yeah. And so, like, that's just wild to me. I can't imagine the, like, stark difference from having her to, like, going back to your other one. Because yeah. I only have experience with her as far as that clinic's yeah. concerned. It made me want to switch doctors. But I you was, should switch to her. I, I was so young that whenever I got pregnant with Charlotte, I was like, she already knows me. She knows my history, so I just stuck with her. It was actually better the second time around. But That's good. So, uh, I mean, I was going to say something. Oh, the crazy part about it, so she was pregnant, and whenever she came back, I asked her how, like, the weight of her baby, like, you know, she had a girl, and she was five pounds, full term. She was a tiny woman. Not, like, tiny. She was, like, I guess she was average. She she had a, I didn't even know she was pregnant until, like, she was right about to go on maternity leave. Mm -hmm. And so, I'm sitting here, I don't know if it was because she was, like, super skinny or, like, she had a tiny little baby, but I'm, like, I, I just had a bigger baby. Like, my yeah. baby was twice as big as hers. Oh, yeah. And so I'm like, is she saying this because her baby was small? And that's what, like... Yeah. And so, you know, I was 20. What did I know? And I let her get to me. Really, I did. And Well, I, I doctors are the worst about it because their opinion holds so much weight that, like, it being any form of, like, weight-shamed or... I think, again, not an experience I had, um, but, like... I've heard other women where, like, they're just shamed about any choices they're making while they're in labor, or in labor, while they're pregnant. Like, it just carries so much more weight because they're a doctor, and I don't know if it's because those practitioners just 
are ethically compromised, morally compromised, or they just don't understand the weight their words have, and so they haven't separated their opinions from the facts. Yeah. But. Yeah. So after, so it was like a year after, so Jack was like just over a year old, I was in this like awful place of like, I wore sweats, I wore leggings, I wore shirts that were three times bigger than what I should, like could have been wearing, because I didn't want anybody to see, like I, I didn't even like getting dressed in front of a mirror. I hated my body, like 100%. And so, and it sounds like so amazing. And, you know, obviously he married me for me and he would always, you know, he's like, you, you made our baby and he's perfect and like nothing, like you are amazing for doing that. And like, you don't need to worry about how you look because you're an amazing person. Like he, he always would like boost me up. And as much as I loved it, it just never worked for me. Like, I was always like, you're married to me, you have to say that, you know. Yeah. And here we are, like, five years later, and he's still telling me all these things, so <laughs> it feels good now. Except not even hanging out with these, you're like, yeah, you're so right. <laughs> so, I actually, I had reconnected with a friend who was doing this thing, and she was talking about how energized she was after having her baby, and, like, how she was, like, getting the weight off and stuff like that, and I was like, I'll try anything at this point. And so it's like one of those things where you like, you talk to them and you sign up and it's called Beachbody and it's like, that sounds insane to think of like the name like that. That's not at all what I was going for, but I'm like, whatever. And so it's like this library of workouts you can do at home. And at the time we were traveling. And so I'm like, I have no home. So, (laughs) (laughs) but I was actually able to, I was doing these workouts behind our camper because we were living in a camper. In the Texas heat, like, at night, because obviously I don't want anybody to see me. And um, I remember, actually, I signed up. I did one of the workouts. And it's, it was so intense. It's the first time I've ever worked out in my life. Yeah. And I had I did and one workout. And workouts. Yeah. I did, like, one workout and had to take, like, four-day break. And I didn't touch those workouts again for, like, three months. Because I was so intimidated by them. I was like, there's no way I could do it. I actually was working out with the girl next to us with... Her husband worked with my husband, and she had a kid, like, one year older than Jack, and so we became, like, best friends, and we would pull up, like, YouTube workouts, or, like, she, there's this, uh, what's her name? Leslie Sanson, or whatever she does, uh, the walking in place workouts. They're so fun. And then she, she had this app or whatever, it was, like, help, it was, like, couch to 5k or something like that. Yeah, something like that. something like that. Yeah, I And so we started doing that, so she. I started running with her, and that was awful. But she was actually a really great motivator. And I actually lost, I lost, like, at least 25 pounds in the first, like, six months, which was really nice. Now I'm trying to think. So that year, that was 2020. So, yeah. So I actually got pregnant that year. And um, I got to almost 200 pounds. I was, like, three pounds away. And, um, we ended up losing that pregnancy and that was really hard. And that was a time when I was like, we really wanted another kid. And while we were going through that hard thing, I did lose, I, or I gained a little bit more weight and stuff. And when we got pregnant again, like two months later, when I found out I was pregnant, I was terrified. I can only imagine. So I immediately stopped working out. I stopped like all the stuff I was doing and then I, again, gained 65 pounds in that pregnancy because I was terrified. And so I had to start over again, it felt like, after I had Charlotte. And that was, 
I was in even heavier weight than I was after I had Jack. Because obviously I didn't lose all the weight after Jack before I got pregnant and gained all that weight again. So yeah, I took pictures this time though because I was I thought that once I I was really determined. I was ready to work out before I even had her. I was ready to like get back into it. And so I took pictures like after I had her, and I was like, "You are strong." Like I would I would boost myself up. I'm like, "You are strong. You are capable of doing this." It wasn't just for the look of like what I like what I want to wear. I didn't want to wear sweaters and t-shirts that are too big anymore. I wanted to feel comfortable in what I was wearing, but still be able to like like the main focus be playing with the kids when we go to the park, going on hikes, going to like those indoor playgrounds, doing all that stuff with the kids. Mm-hmm. And so um I really just I don't know why, but since I had her no matter, like, I've even done, like, 75 hard with you. I cannot lose weight right now. It's been, like, two years, and I still cannot lose weight. No more. I've done so many different things since then. And I think that, like, there's, like, a nuanced conversation about that, which I definitely want to get to, like, in, the, like, the next phase of yeah. kind of this podcast. But, um, so I'm going to go, like, that kind of sums up to, like, at that point is when you and I met. So yeah. you and I met in 2022, in April of 2022. Yeah. Um... At the very beginning of April. I know, wild. So, when we met, I was pregnant. So, when I got pregnant, we had had tried, even if it was just for, you know, one cycle and we got pregnant right away. (laughs) We were trying to get pregnant. But I had, I was really, I was, I was healthy. Mm -hmm. I was, I know a lot of people say the younger you are, the better the pregnancies are. But I truly believe there's like a sweet spot. So, I believe like again not a doctor I just have a theory that you were too young and so it made it harder for your body Mm -hmm. I was 20 I was 26 about to be 27 when I got pregnant the first the first time the only time I've been pregnant (laughs) but um so I was really healthy I but I I went full like first mom caffeine I dropped my caffeine consumption to 200 milligrams a day right away which is the recommended and within eight weeks I was completely done I actually, my, my OBGYN was like, okay, you probably need to consume some caffeine again because that's where your headaches are coming from. Mm-hmm. Like way later on, I was still having them, but I was watching it eight. But so at this point, Danielle and I, I had quit CrossFit, but Danielle and I were still working out together fairly regu- regularly. We kept doing that like all the way up until I, we moved in here. I kind of quit going to the gym when we moved in here because Ryan was injured. And so, but, and I had the dog who I was like literally taking on miles of walks a day because mm-hmm. he was a puppy. Um, so I worked out every single day of my pregnancy up until 37 weeks. Uh, no, 38 weeks. I worked out up until the day that I had to go in because of my blood pressure. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, right after 38 weeks. Yeah, we were literally trying to walk your baby out. <laughs> yeah, we were literally, I was running with Jackson at Crystal Bridges, like outside. I was racing your little son outside at 38 weeks pregnant. Um, and then I quit whenever I got put on bed rest because of my blood pressure. And that was the only issue I had my entire pregnancy. My entire pregnancy, I gained eight pounds and then I had a nine pound baby. Yeah. So I had like a very different experience, but I think... I had the advantage of figuring out what I, like, at least exercise-wise. Um, so in the past year, we don't have to do this one separately because our fitness journeys in the past year have been very tied together. Mm-hmm. Um, 
what has been like the high point of like our like not not just 75 hard but like what has been like your favorite thing of the like the last year I love going to the gym I ugh, I love going to the gym and my favorite is when all three of us go yeah. together because not all, like I don't even feel like we're working out because we're laughing so hard yeah I'm sure we walk in all together and they're like I'm out I'm done there are people <laughs> in the gym they're like I, I don't want to hear what happened there are probably other people like yes they're back you get part two of the story <laughs> um, speaking of, this is like a really funny thing. I texted Daniel the other day. There for the longest time, every single time we went to the gym, morning, night, afternoon, what, what never mattered, this one guy was there. I asked at one point, he does not work there, so he just spends a lot of time at the gym. I said, and so I went the other night. We hadn't seen him for like a month. I went the other night and I said, um, the guy who we used to always, who, who used to always be here is back. And she goes, I'm so glad he was okay. I was getting concerned. I was like, he's clearly been making gains, just not while we were present. And frankly, I'm disappointed we missed out on his growth. <laughs> and she's like, proud of him. I was like, we love a consistent king. And then, sorry, Daniel, I'm about to call you out. Okay. I was like, I imagine someone who spends this much time in the gym is emotionally unavailable. Would you like me to get his number for you? <laughs> <laughs> So it's literally, it, that was so much fun. I have like a key, like a, a core memory of when we were doing 75 hard, I would go and walk on my lunch. And one day when Alan was home, you came and met me and walked on my lunch with me. Yeah. And it, it's like that kind of base level of like, Daniel came over here to do yoga the other night. It's like that base level of like, this is like a connection we've formed of like, it's, mm-hmm. it's fitness together. That is something I love to do. As so, when I think about <laughs> when I think about when I was, I want to say when I was younger, but like you know, just a few years ago, yeah, the friends I would hang out with, I was thinking about like what would what what did we do whenever we hung out? And most of the time, it was sitting on a couch and just separately on our phone, like not a lot of connection. Mm-hmm. And whenever you can get your friends together and do a workout together, do a walk together, do something like physical, good for your health, good for your energy, it's. So special, honestly. Like, I would... I mean, I do I do enjoy our couch sessions sometimes. Oh, yeah. So, like, I will pick doing a workout or something like that over that most of the time. Like, I would say, it's like... It's one of my favorite things. 10% of the time we hang out, like, as friends, not as podcasters, is, like, not doing something connected like that. Yeah. Like, we're usually pretty connected. But I just think, like, I would... I hardly did anything like that with friends I used to have. Like, it was just not... I don't know. It just doesn't feel special. So that's where we've come from. I kind of want to talk about, and this is probably going to be something that you have more reactions to than input on just because of like what we invest our time in, kind of what we've learned like as a society or those kind of things. So I feel like you still have a very like old school relationship with when you think of health and wellness, it's very much what am I eating and what am I doing to work out? Mm -hmm. And it's very body image related. Not to say that's, like, bad by any means, but... There's so much more. There's so much more. Mental health is, like, a whole other side to this. But one of the things I want to briefly touch on is, like, body neutrality versus body positivity. Mm -hmm. So body positivity is my body is great no matter what it looks like. Yeah. Fantastic if that's how you feel. For me, something that I've really... That's really kind of turned, like, a corner for me as far as health and fitness... Because my fitness goals are not physical. My fitness goals are not a number on a scale. They are they are things I'm capable of doing, right? Like, mm-hmm. th- that's how my fitness goals really are to me. 
So I've really reached this point of body neutrality and it is my body is a body and it does what a body does. And so my body is not good. My body is not bad. It's a body. And that's that. So I don't have to think of my body as this great, beautiful thing. So that I, and so I'm not comparing it, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about it negatively because I, this or that. It's, it's a body and it does what a body does. It, it serves me. Mm-hmm. It's almost separating the mental from the physical. And it's a body and it's an object. And I am me. But what do I want to be able to do? And so as my body, as that tool, what does it need to be able to do? So I would kind of really reach this point, and maybe I should find like a more, Google body neutrality and see what. Body neutrality is simply the act of taking a neutral stance towards your body, both emotionally and physically. This means not supporting hatred towards your body's limitations or investing time and energy to love it either. You can simply be at peace with your body. So... It's, yeah, it's not like I have to tell myself how, like, my body looks good, but, so my, when, when it comes to those kind of things for me, it's more like, my body cannot run 5K, and I want to run a 5K, so now my body needs to be able to run a 5K for my, so. Yeah. That's, like, kind of, that's helped me reach and more classify my fitness goals, and I think as a society, body positivity has gotten out of hand. Because let's talk about, like, you get these plus-size women on magazine covers, and then you have one camp that's like, well, this is healthy. And you have one camp that's like, that can never be healthy. And neither of you guys are right. Neither of you guys are doctors. Uh, A plus-size body can be very healthy and very functioning, but it also cannot be. And we're making these generalized statements in the name of being body positive. And it's a beautiful body. You can say that. That's an opinion. But... You also can't say that every plus size person is healthy. Just like you can't say every skinny person is healthy. Because I actually think you and I do something, like some form of disordered eating. So, let me get the Google definition of that too. But to me, when I think of disordered eating, I think of um, anything outside of the like spectrum of normal eating. Like how you would normally eat. Just like, so here's what... Uh, the first definition that pops up on Google is disordered eating sits on a spectrum between normal eating and, and an eating disorder and may include symptoms, and behaviors of eating disorders, but a lesser frequency or lower level severity. So that just talks about it. But to me, anything you do outside of just eating is disordered eating. So I would say there's an element of the tracking and the prepping and all of that that is very disordered. Mm-hmm. Like the very like standard like gym goer that you think on social media who's like doing meal preps for seven days a week and weighing everything and doing all these macros, that's like a, that's a disordered eating. That's an eating disorder in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Whether it's got positive, like that probably has more positives than negatives, but it's still a disordered yeah. eating. I like, that's, I have a problem with that because like I could not eat, I could not force myself to eat the same thing for seven days. Like I can't like personally. It's not eating the same thing. It's eating food that's been cooked for seven days. That's like a thing for yeah. me. I can do like two or three day meal preps. Yeah. That's it. But I'm like, it would be, it would, to think about, like, forcing myself to eat something I don't want to eat, that's, like, bad for me. I can't do yeah. that. I disagree with that. Yeah. And so, like, but, and I think the And constant- I used to do that. Yeah. And that's what makes me sad. Like, ugh. Yeah. I'd rather, like, I'm home. I can, I love to cook. Like, we were just talking, mm-hmm. like, the, one of our last episodes, like, what would you do if you could do anything? And I would honestly be a chef because, like, it's my passion. And so the fact that I'm home every day... 
I can make myself a fresh meal every day. I know a lot of people can't, but like I prefer to do that because I don't want to eat the same thing every day. So when you say meal prep, I just like oh, instantly I'm like, I can't believe I used to do that. Not like not saying all meal prep is bad. Like I could prep like some like like you said, two to three days, but I couldn't force myself to eat the same thing every day. Yeah, I just feel like it's one extreme, like both extremes are still disordered eating, no matter what side effects they have on your physical overall health. And I think we have a hard time as a society, society acknowledging that that's not normal. Um, And you have the other side, which is like not eating or binge eating and bulimia and all of that. That's like very much more commonly discussed. But I think... Even this podcast has, like, this could be negative to a lot of people and it could lead to these negative results. To There needs to be some acknowledgement of, the, like, what I do is disordered. And there is a side to it that's maybe not the best for your health, right? And a ton of high impact on your body is not great for your joints. But not doing any exercise is also not great. Yeah. So I think everything at this point, day and age has a negative impact you have to pick your poison yeah and it's not my job to tell you what your poison is yeah because everyone's different like no exactly so I think that's like a big thing and then obviously the hormone conversation is like getting bigger and bigger especially in the wellness space which is like where I like to spend a lot of my time (laughs) so I like high cortisol is the stress hormone cortisol that's like high cortisol and being stressed are related Um, and your body will not allow you to burn fat because you're in fight or flight mode. You're in survival mode, as we talked about a lot in our last episode, um, that came out with our high and low maintenance. But I, so I truly believe that you should give a shot to lowering your cortisol and your overall stress level rather than like changing because you, you're, you're doing the right things. You're eating healthy and you're exercising and you're probably noticing some like physical changes like redistribution of the weight yeah and that's Plus like it, even alan's like the other day and i was like having a bad like body image day and he i had i was changing my shirt and he's like i think you lost some weight i wanted to cry so i was like i know i haven't and i hate that i most of the time use the scale as my measuring tool because obviously it should not be it should never be but 150 200 looks different on so many people but i i i have good been caught in using that because I feel like that's the only way I can feel different and like see the difference and so he said that and I was like is he saying that because he just wants me to feel better and like he doesn't actually actually see it and like I get caught in this whole thing so so when I was younger I got caught in that cycle and you know how I broke it I didn't own a scale until I got pregnant needed to track it for the pregnancy I'm about to throw it away do it what does it tell you what you already know right like you'll throw away your scale it means nothing I mean it means don't get me wrong it means something but it doesn't it doesn't it's not an accurate measure of your health and so many professionals are going that way so like I wouldn't even look at like I would literally make sure the doctor knew that I didn't need to look and I didn't want to see it because I had such an unhealthy relationship with what that number on the scale was to the only way to get because now I can step on the scale every day and not give a shit what it says yeah it's just like a another thing for me so one of the things one of the eating programs that I was using for years was you step on the scale every day because you track what you eat, you track what you drink, you track your bowel movements, and you're supposed to be able to 
I guess use the scale to to know if you made good choices the day before or not. But we now you know how if you drink an extra cup of water an hour later it's going to change that. It's so different. And like I think back and I'm like oh. I know. That's like that's and it's so sad that's like what's being communicated out even at the point when you did it because we know so much more. We know so much better as a society. And we know that, like, we really just talked about the physical aspect of health. We haven't even, like, dove into the mental health aspect of health. So, like, you talked about how a lot of what we do is healthy because we're doing physical and things like that. And I think everything of what we do is healthy because even when we sit and hang out with all of our friends and do nothing or we drink and we have a great time, like, we leave feeling so mentally good that, like, that's what gives us the fuel to do the other stuff. Being happy and being in a good mental space has done more for me in terms of what I'm able to do physically, like get into the gym more and eat better, like, because it's just driving me. Like I don't have to add this other layer into it. Mm -hmm. And so if I had to start from scratch where I was like mentally bad, physically bad, eating bad, the first thing I would do is fix my mental health because I know that would do the others. And I know everyone hates it, but like bodies are made in the kitchen and they're refined in the gym. So it, like I see a lot and I did it a lot where people were heavily working out, but they were still eating really bad. And then like the results just You can't out train a bad diet. Yeah. That's funny because that's on our, that's on our next episode. All right. Um, but yeah, like I think there's so much more to like for us and our health journey. Like we do have physical goals, like running for me is like my big one, which is so funny because I was cardio for so long when I was younger. And then I got more into like wanting to like lift weights and yeah. be stronger and how I'm like cycling back. But with 75 hard, did, did you have like an approach to like what you wanted to accomplish? Like through, cause you knew you're going to have to exercise twice a day. Right. Did you have an approach that like, going into it? Like what you thought that would look like or what your fitness goals might be. So when we went into it the first time, I was going in it purely for mental health. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a mental fitness challenge. I was like, transform my mind, you know? And it really did. I really felt like by the end of it, I was in a really good place mentally, especially because my husband was gone for an entire month during that. And I was able to still do 75 hard with having two kids, and I didn't have a lot of help. And you were babysitting. Yeah. No, I wasn't babysitting. At the end of 75 hard, you were. Oh, Yeah. I guess so, like, maybe the last two weeks. And so, or maybe just the last week, I think. I don't know. Anyway, so it was really just, like, a great accomplishment for me. And it's funny now because I'm, like, he's been home and and doing it with me. And I still, it's, like, I'm on my third attempt to do it again. But I also am not in a good place mentally to start it. Like, I feel like starting in, like, a super bad mental place. Not, like, super bad, but, like, I was in a better mental place when I started the first time than I am right now. I don't know why, honestly. And I'm having a hard time staying with it because I feel like it's making it worse. Like the pressure I'm putting on myself. I think I can, I can see that like, and you and I like definitely feel differently about pressure and those kind of things. So I can definitely see how you feel that like, that's not the best route for you. Well, see, it's because the pressure that I'm putting on myself this round was pure physical. I wanted to lose a certain amount of weight. I wanted to like eat a certain way and and work out a certain intensity. I was literally going to put, like, calorie limits on, like, I cannot stop working out until I hit a thing. Like, 
That's so, and like, you know, like I'm not telling you anything you know. I know it's wrong. You have been very caught up on the fact that you're kind of like sedentary right now. And I think that's causing you to like, like slide back. Yeah. Um, I was like, definitely like, I've been struggling with the quantity of times a week I've been working Mm -hmm. out. Like that's been my like recent struggle. Um, for me, I'm someone that like does well, like I do better, like starting 75 hard, when I'm mentally in a worse place, it's probably better for someone like me. But it's really funny because this is how type A I am. I had, like, a plan for each segment of 75 Hard. Like, I wanted to read this category of books to really help with this. And I wanted, like, so my fitness goal, so my category of books was all going to be, like, habit-based. Atomic yes. habits, make make your bed, things like that. They were all going to be how to develop better habits because that was something I knew I was struggling on. Um... My fitness or my my uh, diet plan was strictly to lower the amount of added sugar I was yeah. consuming, and my fitness was all body recomp. So I had no intention of losing any weight. I just wanted to get more muscle. Yeah, I wanted so I was going to burn the fat, turn it into muscle, kind of thing. And I did that. Like I was so happy with the way, with the strength I gained during seventy five hard. Yeah, and I'm someone who's like just not motivated by the number on the scale anymore or the size in my pants because like at the end of the day no one knows it yeah and like I'm just not motivated by those kind of things everything is like what I want to be able to do day to day like how tired like I want to be less tired or I want to do this or I want like you know I have a one-year-old like I want to be able to keep up with him when he's like 18 or you know 16 I want to be able to be there and be physically present and that's really what my motivating factor is as far as like my fitness I need to really reassess my goals. Like, what do I really want? Like, yeah. Outside of like that, which, you know, like I've, I've said it like a few times, like I'm a few years older than you and it's so fascinating <laughs> to watch you go through struggles I went through when you were my age, when I was your age. Yeah. It's kind of like having an older sister. I was like, it feels Don't like I just get like hold your hand <laughs> and like, I just feel like our, our like, like, while you got married and had kids sooner, like, mentally, we're very similar. Mm-hmm. Psychos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just we are absolutely insane. <laughs> That's why we drove up and down that street four times today. Oh, dear. Oh. I'll have to tell you about that in the break. Uh, but, yeah, we definitely are not... I don't think either of us are comfortable talking about our mental health journeys because we know they're just not where they need to be, and we know that's, like, our biggest thing. So, this podcast isn't to, like, say health is only nutrition and fitness yeah it's just this is what we've managed to like get somewhere we're semi-comfortable with yeah yeah I don't mind talking about this because I am someone that struggled with it alone for Mm -hmm. so long and I know I was not the only one and for to think of anybody not having a support system or even know where to start like so sad is sad and so I don't mind being being vulnerable on here telling you I'm struggling with the scale and stuff like that, because I know somebody else's. So, if you yeah. are, you're not alone. And no. And that's, like, one thing, like, I feel so, like, safe, like, in a lot of my relationships is, like, struggling with, like, the fact that I was working out twice a day and every single day to now, like, I'm not working out, like, as often or I'm doing more at-home workouts, those kind of things. And how, like, mentally I feel like I'm failing myself, even though I know I'm not, because... While it would be lovely to live the 75 Heart lifestyle every day, it's just not realistic, especially for someone like myself. Mm-hmm. 
just the life I have going on and everything else I'm trying to accomplish out because like I have so many goals unrelated to my health journey like I have career goals and personal goals and you know so many other things I want to do and like parenting goals relationship goals that like I can't focus a hundred percent of my energy to this and I'm perfectly okay with doing that yeah so this feels so heavy we've got to end this on a lighter note (laughs) (laughs) what do you think is like the most toxic thing you do like besides the weight like (laughs) the most the most toxic thing I do I mean I'd like to think I'm not (laughs) you're wrong but the most toxic thing I do is I drink uh, energy drinks and because they're marketed as healthy I just pretend like that's good for my health and it's not (laughs) oh wow Hmm. I say as we're both like with our Alani's right now it's not this can't be good for us long term right I mean no that's an, but, but I pretend like it's good for me. We're not worried about long term right now. Like, <laughs> that's too long term. Uh, we'll deal with that when we're eighty. We damage we our kidneys <laughs> and our liver and pretend like because we're getting stronger, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm sacrificing my internal organs for I the mean, gains. If it's die free. Like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I just I want like we're both struggling. And we're trying to figure out how to be better examples for our kids than what we had. Yep. Like, where that line draws. And I think that'll, like, it'll be an interesting thing to follow how we address things, like, we've seen around us being presented to our children. And, like, how we've approached health and wellness and all of that, like, as parents. Yeah. Because that's, like, the big thing for me. Yeah. I, I just remember, like... I, I don't want to travel it up here, but, like, sitting at the table when I was a kid and I'd want seconds. And my, my parents would be like, you need seconds, you had a big plate or, you know, or whatever. Not being hungry, but being forced to eat dinner and finishing your plate. Even yeah, the clean plate club. But, like, I was someone I had, like, my boobs grew in high school. And I had a big rear end. And my family made jokes about it all the time. Everyone I knew made jokes about my big butt. What do they call it? My badonkadonk or whatever. Like, being That's 16, weird for so many levels. Being 16 and all your dad, like your dad and all of his friends making jokes about your butt. Oh, I'm going to peel my skin off real quick. So, That's it's like, just like, I, if anyone wants to say I that could, to my daughter, they're not going to be able to say anything ever again. I could only imagine how my dad would respond if one of his friends commented on my body. He'd probably be like, hey pervert, get out of my house. Well, your dad wasn't a creep. So, not to that's me, why least. none of my friends wanted to come over, because he was a creep. Made everyone feel uncomfortable, so. Anyway. <laughs> Is that a lighter note? <laughs> I guess she's like, I don't want to trauma dump, and now we all want to go cry in the corner. Um, she's like, and that's your problem. That sounds like a you problem. Well, um, I don't know how to end this on a lighter note, so I'm just going to give the good podcaster spiel here. Rate and review us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you follow, subscribe, whatever. Um, you can follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Self Misguided Podcast. Um, we love the interaction, comments, DMs, those kind of things. We are monitoring those. Tell us what you want to hear and tell us what you don't like so we have something to, you know, kiki about Google. Um, and we can't wait till you join us again because at the end of the day, aren't we all self-misguided? You can clearly see that both of us are figuring this out. Um, 
on our own and you can see how misguided we have been and there are some of you out there like we're saying things you're like that is so wrong so you're able to see how misguided we still are.